Welcome back to the Be Free Show, where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Hi, I'm Loretta Roschke, and uh, we've been chatting with uh, Max Gwiner Jr., Jr., the artist and architect, president of the Coming King Foundation, uh, the one that God gave the vision of the Coming King Sculpture Prayer Garden, a free 20, uh, free garden that is open from 7 a.m. to midnight. Uh, seven days a week where people's lives are being changed, suicides being averted, uh, people uh, being transformed up there. And so we want to talk some more about what's up there and what God is doing. And today I, I was telling them, I said, uh, let's call this the coming king, the, the show. And then I just opened, I put my Bible down and I just opened and this is what popped up. So I think we hit the nail on the head, Max, Amen. to Zechariah chapter nine, verse nine. And the heading is... The coming, the coming king. king. I thought, <laughs> woohoo! Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So he says, Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. I will cut off from the chariot from Ephraim and the horse from Jerusalem. The battle bow shall be cut off. He shall speak peace to the nations. His dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. I want to concentrate about sing and rejoice, O daughter of Zion. And his dominion shall be from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. And now I'm going to turn over real quick to Revelation chapter 5, verse 5. It says, And I looked, and behold, in the midst of the throne and of the four living, excuse me, yeah, and of the four living creatures, and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as though it had been slain. Had seven, am I on the right one? Revelation 5, oh, 5. I'm reading verse 6. Those Excuse are me, still folks. good, though. Those are good. <laughs> Can't go wrong They're reading st- the word. This is what you call live. <laughs> Let's go back to the one I meant. Revelations 5, 5. But one of the elders said to me, do not weep. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has prevailed to open the scroll and to loose its seven seals. So we're going to talk about the coming king and the lion. So Max, take over and let's talk about that coming king. Okay. Um, well, the coming king, of course, um, is Yeshua Jesus. And uh, and years ago, he did inspire me through a, a long story here to, to do the sculpture of Christ on the white horse returning in glory. And to my knowledge, up until that time, it had never been done in sculpture before. There had been a couple of uh, uh, paintings done, but never a sculpture. And again, I prayed, and God gave me the composition, and it's all based on the Scripture. Uh, the Holy Spirit, I felt like, said, don't make stuff up. You, you know, so the, the Christ is on a white horse, uh, like the Scripture says in Revelation 19.11, uh, but he doesn't have a saddle, because it doesn't say anywhere in the Scripture that he was riding with a saddle and had cowboy boots, so right. he, <laughs> That's right. you know, so so he is barefooted, and and then I put the the nail piercings in the feet. So when you look at the sculpture, you can see the feet. Yeah, There's no reins on the horse either because that's not described in scripture. I didn't add to it. Yeah. I tried to depict what was there. And so uh, there is a shofar in his hand, which is, is the trumpet that he says will be blown at when his returns. And uh, it, it actually says that Christ will make the first trumpet sound and then others will, angels will blow the trumpets. I also have a sword, which is the sword of the spirit. And it's in his right hand and the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And so literally Yeshua, Jesus, the coming king, will speak the events of the last days, the return into existence with his very word. And so uh, 
uh, I, in addition, he's on his robe. It has uh, it says on his robe will be uh, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And so I wrote that in Hebrew across the back of the robe. And if you can read Hebrew, you can see that. And then it also said it would be on his thigh. And I didn't really know what God meant by that, but I asked Messianic Jews, what does that scripture mean on his thigh? His name will be written on his thigh. And they said, that is the zit zit tassel, the thing that's on the prayer shawl, the talit. And that Moses taught them, the Jews, how to uh, tie those knots Mm -hmm. in a mathematical way that uh, speaks to the names of God. So what I believe is going to happen, and many Jewish believers have said you got it, is when you wear a prayer shawl Mm -hmm. and you ride a horse, it falls over your thigh. Yeah. And so... I think it's possible that when Jesus returns on his white horse and people see him, and it'll all be covered by TV this time, you know, <laughs> yeah. everybody will see. And and on his thigh will be these tassels. And the Jews will know that is our God. That is our Messiah. And at that point in time, mm-hmm. Jew and Gentile will realize we're talking about the same person, Yeshua. And so that's the sculpture I've depicted. It's 18 feet tall. It's on a seven-foot waterfall, living waterfall. And we uh, we have a baptismal pool around it. And as a matter of fact, I just got an email from the office, and I think it was either this morning or yesterday morning, in 40 degrees, somebody wanted to be water baptized. <laughs> so so wow. we got one of our tour guide chaplains out there, and in 40 degrees, this young man got water baptized after he got saved at the cross and full of the Spirit. Yeah. When the, the first time, and I've told this before, but I'm going to tell it again. The first time I saw the Coming King sculpture, it was actually being installed. Yeah. And it, I just stood there and just stared at it. I couldn't, I mean, I was just, I was like, wow, that is, that is I believe, the closest that we can get on earth to seeing <laughs> what he will look like when that happens. And it just, I just started crying. And yeah. then they lifted it up with the crane off of this big trailer. Cause this, this thing's massive. It's, it's huge. It's well, heavy. 5,000, 6,000 pounds. Five, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like 6,000 pounds. I mean, like I'm saying, these are not cheap, low quality, poor quality, uh, art or sculptures. And so they had to lift it up with a crane and, I looked up, and at one point they had him just suspended up in yeah, the air, and right. he was swinging. Yeah, coming in the air is what it says, forth. coming in the clouds. I lost it. I said, <laughs> "Oh Lord, that that's going to be what it's like. We're, we're going to look up and see you in the right. air." He was just suspended there. It was it was one of the most amazing things I have ever witnessed uh, in my life, right. and uh, and now it's installed. Right. And the, to when you come up the stair, the steps, you see Jesus, uh, the <sighs> fisher of men. You see all these uh, prayer scripture tiles that, that preach the gospel and, and all of that leading up into the cross. But you keep walking, you look up, and you see Jesus on this beautiful, white, majestic, stallion, big yeah. stallion. An Arabian, white stallion. which is the oldest yeah. breed of a horse. Uh, it's a beautiful. And I it's mean, in front of the empty cross. Yes. See, that's what's so cool is, is that, that it is in front of of this hollow empty cross, which the return is basically framed in the cross. That's good, Max. It, it, it's is, so is good. Is what people see and perceive, and it has a it has an effect on yeah. your heart. It does. It, it's that eye gate evangelism that uh, you are so gifted at, uh, Max, and it it preaches all by itself. Well, every every sculpture up there, everything up there preaches all by itself, but then it's all together. So, uh, just FYI. It's the Coming King Sculpture Prayer Garden, 
And so there's this big cross, but even the, the, there's an outline of the cross on the ground. Yeah, 300 foot long. Yeah, with which, the different points. And God said, make it 300 foot, Lueda. And so I just drew it out. Again, I'm an architect. I just drew out 300 feet. And then while I was up there, right after God gave us the mountain, the Holy Spirit said, now go look up the dimensions of the original tabernacle of Moses. And so I couldn't wait to get home, and I pulled out my Bible, and I looked it up, and the original tabernacle of Moses is exactly half to the inch of what God told me to do. So in Egyptian cubits, the, the, uh, the garden was half the length, 300 feet, you know, is what we have. And if 150 feet was the length of the tabernacle of Moses. And so through God's sovereignty, he wants, I think, to do a double blessing up there. Yeah. And for me to get that number out of the blue right. and it line up with Scripture right. 5,000 years ago, whenever that Moses' tabernacle was designed, wow. it, 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 you know, it's God. God is so <clears throat> precise, so purposeful. He's that way, folks, he's that way in your life. So Right now, maybe you've got something going on in your life and you have no idea how this is going to work out. You have no idea how this is going to change. You've been, you've been mulling it around in your mind. You've been trying to think it through. How can I fix this problem? How can my, I get my kids you know, to come back home or to come out back out of rebellion or fix this marriage? Or how am I going to be able to uh, keep my house, keep food on the table? Whatever it may, how can I get out of this drugs? Listen, God is so precise. He's never without means. He's never without a way. And he's never without the will. He's never without means. He's never without a way. And he's never without the will. He wants to help you. He has plans for a future and hope to do you good and give you an expected end. He has a future and a hope for you. So just as Max has been talking about these very minute details, I mean, the, you, you ought to see this, this, this card. It is so minutely beautiful and glorious. But that's the way God created you. And we say, well, my life is not reflecting that right now. You know what? Just yield to him and just say, Lord, I, I ask you to come. If you've never accepted him as your savior, just say, Lord Jesus, I invite you to come in my life. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me, take over, be in control. I give you my life. I give you my past, my present, and my future. And if, you've, if maybe you've kind of just drifted away from the Lord, just say, Lord, I'm coming back. I rededicate myself to you. I bring myself. Lord, I, I want you to be top priority in my life in Jesus' name. And then, and then Lord, we just pray for whatever our viewers uh, and listeners are uh, dealing with right now, Father God, that they will meet this God and that, God, you will meet them right where they are, the God that met with Max and gave him the actual vision and plan of this beautiful garden that brings glory to God and people's lives are changed, that, Father, you'd reveal to them the specific things that you would have them to do, where you'd have them to go, what you'd have them to say no to, say yes to. Father, we just thank you. You're still a healer. You're still a deliverer. You're still a provider. And you're still our, our wonderful God and friend our shepherds. So Father, right now, we just lift them up before you minister to them in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed Amen. that prayer, would you call my prayer line? It's free. People will agree with you, give you some scriptures and, and bless you. 866-241-0579. 866-241-0579. There's still power in the name of Jesus and there's power in the cross. Jesus Christ died for you on the cross. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He was buried, died, buried, and resurrected for you. So, all right, Max, let's talk about this awesome, mighty, 
empty cross. He's, he's not on the cross anymore. He's empty. Why, why did God inspire? How did he do that? Well, the, um, you know, the, I, I uh, had a guy call me up wanting me to do a giant crucifix on the side of Interstate 10. And, uh, and, and I, I wasn't interested and I was busy and I had stuff. And, and the guy made me promise his name's Marlon Quibodeau in Beaumont. He was a stranger and it's in our story and our testimony. But anyways, I said, sir, I can't, I'm busy. I just turned down a big project because God didn't want me to do it. He said, would you please pray? Cause God said, you're the only one that can do this. And I said, okay. But I was thinking, I'll call you and tell you, God said, I can't do it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, but anyways, I prayed and to my surprise, Lueda, I got a design of a hollow, empty, giant, 77-foot cross. And immediately, as a Christian, I saw all the beautiful symbolism. Christ, our, our God, is not dead. He's not like the dead Jesus on a crucifix. He is alive. Hallelujah. You know, and, and the metaphors are so, were so obvious. The strong tower, the mighty fortress, the light that shines through, the resurrection, the door, the way, uh, the red-brown color that, of blood that this Cortin steel is. And I immediately, God, I realized he just downloaded to me another holy composition. Uh-huh. And uh, and that was many years ago. That's 2005. And now we're all these years later. But it, um, but it began and I saw a vision of the cross in a cross-shaped garden with my different sculptures, which had taken me a lifetime to sculpt. I mean, you don't do these quick. You know, this is one of those things. The computer can't help you too much with. <laughs> right, <laughs> can help you a little bit, but uh, but you have to hand do these. And anyways, uh, it turned into this full vision of a garden, uh, which we built the first prototype here in Kerrville, and hundreds of thousands are now coming and being touched by God. And uh, but this cross is the thing that um, is what draws everybody. Everybody sees it. It's uh, it's unique. It's a landmark now in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, people recognize it. And because of the lawsuit we had to go to that tried to stop it, um, you know, Associated Press put the empty cross all over newspapers, <laughs> all over the United good States. Good Holy Ghost promotion. Good, good promotion. <laughs> what the devil meant for harm, God turned for good. <laughs> That's exactly right. And uh, so, my, but my pastor David Danielson and your pastor, as a matter yeah. of fact, uh, he had a sermon one time, and he said, you know, God. Uh, we see uh, God through the empty cross. You can find the, the right God through the empty mm, cross. That's and good. God's, it is, isn't it? But God spoke to me and said, and God sees us back through the empty cross because mm-hmm. it's the blood of Jesus <laughs> is how we're able to approach Christ. So he literally looks through this cross. And uh, so mm, the symbolism is, is, is so quite good. strong. And, and again, you know, the stuff that happens in the center of that cross, I mean, it's wild. Uh, it's just strange. People get sprinkled with the Shekinah glory. The gold yeah. dust forms on them. People that know nothing about it suddenly get covered in glitter. People yeah. start speaking in the heavenly language. That's the charismatics and the Pentecostals called tongues, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that starts happening. People fall. I mean, there was a group of Baptists that all got in there, prayed the prayers in the deal. They were from Houston and, and they, um, they all got, what's called slain in the spirit. Well, they mm-hmm. all fell over <laughs> after they prayed. The power of God came on them. And, and, and somebody went up to him and said, are y'all okay? And they said, yeah, but can you tell us what just what happened, happened to us? <laughs> yeah, right? right. And, and, and so that brought the whole church now, yeah. you know. And so, uh, you know, God's real. And he comes to places, like you've already said, uh, he, 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 he does that. I mean, he, there are places in the Bible you can read, geographic places where, where his spirit manifested in powerful ways. And we've tried to keep put a place together here, like you said, that honors him, 
but he can do anything he wants up there. This Holy Spirit, it's for him. We don't try to control it. We don't tell him what he can do and what he can't do, yeah, yeah. you know. Uh, and because of that open invitation, it literally is a type of portal. It's, it's a place where the angels ascend and descend. We photograph we these. Pictures, we've actually, got yeah, we got pictures them. of what looks like angels and the wheels within wheels. We've got the blue cloud that's been photographed and seen by like hundreds the, the of people. Cloud. Yeah, yeah, that, that swirls mm-hmm. around up it. there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, With, yeah. You know, other tourist attractions and theme parks, they have to have fake Right. You know, uh, special effects. Smoke and mirrors. <laughs> Ours is real. Right. You know, as I told the folks over at the Visitors Bureau, it's not my fault. <laughs> yeah. Whatever God's doing is not but, our fault. That's right. He gets <laughs> to do whatever he wants. He gets yeah. to do. Yeah. And you know what is so cool, Max, is that um, we don't live by our feelings. We don't, we don't just serve God by feelings. And sometimes I don't feel God, but I always know he's there. But we have... Sometimes you can really feel God because he's alive, right? Right. He's, it's an empty cross because he got up out of that grave. He's not in that grave. He is at the right hand of the father. He is alive. He is well. He is our savior, our soon coming king, our redeemer, our deliverer, the lion of Judah. I mean, he is, he is there. He's alive. And so we sometimes really feel him. And sure. sometimes our flesh just gets overwhelmed and you're slain in the spirit or whatever. And I'm not and ashamed okay. of it. No, that's okay. Because you think about it. If he's really God and you get really close to God, right. <laughs> guess what? We're just human flesh. Right. You're going to have, you're going to feel things. And if you're living the kind of religion where you don't feel anything, mm-hmm. you need to check and, and, and you see if you're at the right place. Because this isn't a psychological thing it's not a philosophical thing it's not a mental thing it's a spirit thing and when you're really in the presence of the real god at the garden or at your church or in your own house or prayer closet um you're gonna sense something that's just the way he made us we we sense it and up there it's so dramatic because he's not restricted so many churches they say god you can do this you can do this but you can't do that right and up at the mountain we say god God of the Bible, Holy Spirit, Son, Father, anything you want, yeah. it's yours. And have because of that, have your way. And he's doing just incredible, wonderful things in people's lives, including you know physical healings, psychological healings, miracles, manifestations, and all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, when we let God out of the box of our thinking, he can do whatever he wants to. You know, will you give him, I give it, Lord, we give you permission, you know? Yeah. Well, Max, we've got six minutes left, so we, let, we need to cover talk? the line of Judah yeah, for sure. There's other we, things, but let's cover that. Sh- sure. Well, why, uh, let me just share, give you kind of an update on the uh, the line of Judah. And somebody, but some people may not know what that is even. Okay, well, we'll, we'll the line of Judah is in the scripture, and the Old Testament talks about it, and and it's a tribe of uh, the twelve tribes. But but it became a symbol of the Jewish people. It's one of the main symbols of Israel. So when you go to Israel, you'll see lots of images of lions. But the Holy Spirit, back in two thousand seven, actually told me to do a Ten Commandments monument with the line of Judah on the top. So it'd be a Ten Commandments monument with an attitude. And so uh, <laughs> we were going to put it up there and at the garden, but then. I, I prayed and said, Lord, it should be wonderful if this could also be in Israel. 
And so uh, that's what we're praying and we're doing. And, and there's, uh, we've got the number one casting that Sherry and I, along with our Christian friends and many different uh, believers, have joined us in giving the number one life-size line of Judah bronze sculpture to the people of Israel as a gift of love for American Christians. And right now, thanks to a bunch of Christians and the Joseph Project, which is a, a charity in Israel, they have got brought the... Uh, lion sculpture into Israel, and it's just outside of the city of Jerusalem. And we are waiting right now to get the official permission to bring it in. And so that's where we are, and we, we are close. We've got some people, hopefully they're going to be looking at, we're going to open the crate this week, uh, we think, and that they're going to see it for the first time. And so we're, we're praying and believing, if everybody would pray with us, that God does place it where he wants, because we believe it will be a blessing to the Jews and to everybody there, mm -hmm. because it's a symbol of God of the Messiah. And mm -hmm. so we think supernatural things are going to happen uh, in, in the presence. And so that's the number one casting. The artist copy casting, Sherry and I have donated to the Coming King Foundation, to the garden here. And it's going to be up in the circle that we built some years ago with big limestone boulders. We just built the limestone base here last week. Uh, but it's going to play, be placed on top of that, and it'll be one more sculpture that'll really be neat to see. And when we raise enough money, we're going to have bronze plaques with the Ten Commandments, the names of God, um, and the main scripture. So literally, people can get saved just going and seeing the Ten Commandments monument because we're going to have enough scriptures on there. Yeah. Uh, the, but it's going to be another uh, attraction, and it's going to be yeah. very powerful. Tell them about the sculpture itself. Well, let's see. It's about 1,134 pounds. It's 11 feet long. It's actually 105%. It's slightly bigger than life. And I looked up on the computer, the largest male lion that had ever lived, and I added 5% for God. And so when you stand next to this lion, it's big. But the biggest lion in the world was just a little bit smaller yeah. <laughs> than the one. And that's why you'll feel something if you get close to a real lion. <laughs> Yeah. You know, but but you feel something when you get close to to this one. As a matter of fact, I was just mentioning that my wife and I, with our kids, were at the garden. We don't get up there all the time as we used to because it's now being it's built. Um, but but a lady was overlooking at the free materials and the Bibles, and my wife went over to her and offered to uh, say, let her know it's free. You don't have to pay for it. We give away everything's free. And a lady started telling my wife that that she traveled she was from either Bolivia or Colombia. I'm not sure which one it was. But anyways, that she'd been traveling the United States and she's and and she'd been all over the world. But she said, This is the most beautiful place I've ever been in the whole world. And my wife she didn't know my wife mm -hmm. was the one that helped do this with right. me. And my wife waved me over and said, Come hear what this lady just said. And here's <laughs> a lady that's traveled the world and said and, and traveled the United States to all of our sites, the Grand Canyon and the Yosemite Park and all that stuff. And she said, this is the most beautiful place. Well, what she was picking up on was the presence, presence. of God, because the presence of God mm -hmm. is beautiful. And yes, we have some things that decorate it, but because we invite Holy yeah. Spirit in, people come in and they experience this. Yeah. And, and she didn't know anybody. There was nobody praying for her. There was nobody, not a tour guide chaplain there. Mm -hmm. She had just met the presence of God, and it was so overwhelming. She told a stranger who happened to be my wife, this is the most amazing place in the world. Right. <laughs> Wow, 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 wow. And I, I that is not unusual for people to feel no, that way. About four or five people yeah. have said the same thing right. before, that this is the yeah. best place in the whole world. It is amazing. That lion, it is terrible and wonderful all at the same yeah. time. I mean, it's like fierce and majestic, Yeah, beautiful and strong. Uh, I mean, just And that's what I tried to put in the coming king, too. So when you look into the face 
of the coming king sculpture or you look into the face of the lion, it's the same. We hopefully that you'll see the eyes, you'll see the presence of God. And it's now a lion that, and, a, and a king that's strong yes. and that's a warrior yeah. and that's coming back. He was the lamb. Yeah. He, you know, he was sacrificed, but now he's the coming king. Yes. And Amen. The lion of Judah. Well, Max, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the program today. Thank you for what you and Sherry and the Coming King Foundation have done are doing now and continue to do uh, for the kingdom of God, for this area, but uh, for our God, but for people. It's to minister Amen. to people. And well, we uh, you do a fantastic job in excellence and quality, uh, but with the anointing and the power of God. So we appreciate you so much. Again, uh, you need to come see this. It's located at 520 Benson Drive, Kerrville, Texas, right off of I-10. Uh, it is awesome, beautiful. It's free. It's open from 7 a.m. to midnight every single day. Uh, you will not be disappointed. And you can go to thecomingkingfoundation.org. Again, thecomingkingfoundation.org. You can also go on Facebook and you can pull up the Coming King Foundation. You can begin to see all this wonderful art. And then you'll go, wow, I've got to go now. I've got to go. And you can also look on my uh, Facebook page. There's a lot out there that down through my thread that you can see. Uh, also, go to my website, lueda.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org. And there's lots of ministry tools there for you. I want to say thank you to everyone that gives to our ministry that helps me to preach and teach and ministering music all over the world. Thank you. We can't do without you. And I believe God's going to bless you because of it. Hey, if you want to donate, go to my website, lureta.org. We will see you guys next week.